light of the moon. John Henry was a steel driver. He was the best in the land. And he died with his hammer in his hand. I'll tell you all about it now. Well, John Henry told his captain, Now man ain't nothing but a man. But before I let your steam drill beat me down, I'm gonna die with that hammer in my hand. Lord, Lord, gonna die with that hammer in my hand. The vocal stylings there of Lonnie Donegan with his song John Henry to commemorate the fact that the ownership of Liverpool by hated Americans who know nothing about the game or the history of the club and are only in it for the money with no concern whether the club survives or dies has finally started. And uh, so excited was the King of Skiffle with this that he came back to life, exhumed his rotting corpse, grabbed the washboard once more to record this jaunty tribute to the bespectacled Bostonian. So thanks for that, Lonnie. Um... Welcome to Not Just a Matter of Life and Death, the Liverpool podcast, and we start with some bad news. Regular listeners will remember that during the last show, following the defeat to Blackpool, host Ian Coyle was sat here with a bare top half and threatened that if we lost the next match to Everton, the bottom half would follow. Well, of course, the Derby match was an abject defeat, and Ian was so upset and traumatised he did indeed go for the full Monty. Sadly, however, he only made it down to the train station when he was arrested by the local police force. The good news is that he has been released, but unfortunately one of the bail conditions is that he's got to live with Kevin Nolan. Um, So let's just hope he hasn't left his car on the drive. All of which means uh, that sitting in Ian's chair and trying to ignore the smell of stale sweat from that semi-naked 40-something body of his from two weeks ago, it's me, the Oracle, Ashley Crown Paints Blaker. Um, Thanks for that applause. Uh, (laughs) Think, think of me as the Wayne Rooney of podcasts, young, full of talent, and only still here because a better offer hasn't actually materialised. And uh, in honour of Mr Coyle, tonight's show comes in association with those deadly Ians, Rush, St John, Huntley and Brady. Uh, OK, so uh, joining me tonight after that terribly misjudged joke, <laughs> <laughs> we're blessed with two guests that together form the most entertaining duo since Diego Maradona and Diego Maradona's suit. First of all, it's the comedy performer so posh that when he used to stand on the cop, he'd have a slash for a rolled-up copy of The Horse and Hound. <laughs> One-third of Radio Force sketch stars The Penny Dreadfuls. It's Humphrey Kerr. Hello. Secondly, he's young, gifted and black. No, not David and Go. It's the man who made Big Brother what it is today. Uh, dead. Yes, one man went yemo, went yemo a meadow. It's TV producer Stephen Yemo. Good evening. Welcome. Thank you. Did you like that introduction? It's a good one. It's a kind of boxing type. Ian could uh, learn a thing or two yeah. from you. There you go. Uh, you all right? Uh, I'm good. Yeah? good. I'm pumped. Very good. So taking advantage of Ian's absence, I thought I'd, I could do a sooness and uh, shake things up a bit unnecessarily. Oh God. Uh, might go wrong, you never know, did for him. So uh, let's start with a, a new f- section of the show, which I'm Ooh. calling News Round. Ooh. Uh, so we have a, a huge amount to get through because uh, so much has happened since the last podcast. Let's start with the ownership, because the last time we were here, we were in the middle of that extraordinary week in the court. Um, seems ages ago now, but just to recap, we won the first leg at home, then we lost the away leg in Texas, won the replay back in at home, then lost again in Texas, and then somewhere along the line, Hicks just threw in the towel at the 11th hour. Did you enjoy the drama, Stephen? It was 
like that mad six minutes in Istanbul, wasn't it? It was crazy. It was. It was the miracle <laughs> of the high court. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it just got a little bit annoying, really, going, oh, we've got new owners, it's brilliant. Oh, no, we haven't. So, oh, we've got new owners, it's brilliant. No, it's a bit like a sort of 1990s era John Grisham, Richard Gere movie. Yeah, where, maybe they'll... Where, uh, you know, a series of baddies continually got embroiled in a court case and Gear rode into town at the end sort of had sex with a minor 90s yeah. TV star yeah, that was Christian Perslow that was, yeah I think, I think he was he was played Perslow was played by Anne Hesch because they couldn't afford uh, and who was the who did who did Perslow do it with let's start a rumour Perslow Selena Scott yes yeah yeah she's uh no, no Scott fans in the house okay yeah fair enough yeah yeah well it was it was it couldn't have been I mean as far as I'm concerned it's one of the best things that's ever happened yeah, I, do you yeah, know what I liked? I Seeing on, on TV the, the sight of Liverpool supporters, people pe- all wearing Liverpool shirts, singing outside the High Court. And yeah. you just imagine all those QCs and Justice Floyd and people out going, who are these people? What is, what is football? Who is Liverpool? It was, quite, it was quite a sight to behold. It was, it was weird because it, it came at a point where we'd won more games, we'd won more, uh, more times in the High Court than we had in the Premier League, hadn't yeah, we? No, exactly. So it was crazy. I, I think it... Sh- the thing that really annoyed me about the whole thing was uh, Hicks's interview afterwards. I don't know if you're going to planning to get to that later, but and he had that awful picture of um, the alleged new stadium behind him, going, "Oh, you know, this has really hurt me. This has really hurt my family. Why they put this all through this? You know, it's been an epic swindle." I'm like, "Come on, mate. You've just you've not been anywhere for ages. It's the first time anyone's seen Tom Hicks on telly for maybe a good year or anything like that. No one. He's not come yeah. out and tried to defend his stance on the ownership." Uh, sort of battle at all or say anything about he's never ever mentioned the debt in any interview I've ever seen with him he's never ever mentioned the debt or anything like that so for him to come out and sort of pretend that he's really in love with Liverpool Football Club and it all meant so much and I thought it was just really really embarrassing he, he wants damages as well doesn't he 1.6 million uh, no billion billion dollars I don't know where that, you pluck that figure from yeah what's what that based on no exactly I think it's just the traditional rule of just take whatever you're actually owed times it by a number that you pluck from mm. a bag Mm. And uh, and hope that's going. I, I don't know whether he thought it was such a terrifyingly large number that it would somehow cow NESV mm. and just go. Oh yeah, all right, fair, fair. I love you know yeah. what NESV. I love that because when I first saw it uh, written down, I thought it was a new console from Nintendo. That's <laughs> <laughs> what, what it looks like. But um, the uh, uh, yeah. Also, I just uh, I think the preferred term from the states is NESV. Absolutely. that even more. Call it NESV. Even more. Very good. He's having a bad run though, isn't he, Hicks? Because. Um, he used to own. He recently lost ownership of the Texas Rangers, and they've just uh, reached the World Series for the first time in their history. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, he's, yeah. he's 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 got he's got a good omen there. So maybe uh, yeah, then that's a good uh, good thing for us. We won't get yeah. relegated. Yeah. yeah. But also his his financial management of the Rangers was like genuinely astonishing. He did some really appalling. I mean, he gave Alex Rodriguez a two hundred sixty two million dollar contract, which is the biggest ever. Which Texas Texas entire wage bill before them was about one hundred nine million a year. And again, as seems to be the way he rolls, he just went, this money will appear from somewhere magically. Some guy will hand me another check and I'll pass it on to Alex. It, it doesn't work like that. It's not it a panel show, out. but I'd give you a point if it was. A good knowledge there, obscure knowledge, I like yeah. it. Well, also it proves again that, um, I know it's easy to say in retrospect, but clearly not enough uh, research was done on Hicks and Gillette before they bought Liverpool no, you know right. what I mean um, if you they, put them into Wikipedia if you put in the name Tom Hicks into Wikipedia as I did uh, yesterday 
you actually he's just his, his first line says Tom Hicks is a leveraged buyout specialist now had David Moore's just put his name into Wikipedia yeah, well, those few years yeah, well, ago. He'd have seen that. He wrote to the Times, um, I think it was back end, of, back end of last season, and saying he's never used a computer before, so he never went on Google to just to find out anything about the guy. Yeah. It's ridiculous that they were ever sold to in the first place. His company is actually called Hicks, Tate and First. Yes, yeah, so it's quite, you know, Bill Hicks, Catherine Tate, Steve First, quite a good line. Yeah, it's a very good show, that. What do you uh, think of John Henry? What, what, what do we think about this? Because, I mean, it's one American for another. Are we worried? Uh, I am. I am. Um, well, I'm a big, re- I've been a Boston Red Sox fan since about 2006. Yeah, I am wearing uh, uh, the t shirt right now. Authentic. So authentic, in fact, it's got the name of a crap player on the back, which is how you know it's, it's a genuine. It's like having a Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. effective. Yeah, I've, I've sort of got the, the. It's more sort of Bjorn Tora Kavame of, uh, of the Boston Red Sox. I like the fact that you, you went for. Did you go for that? You said Decena, and I said Kinchesky. You went for a left backs. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to say in Problem position. Problem position for us. Yeah, no, well, I've been a Red Sox fan for a long time, and and um, in in the I would say a long time. It's four and a half years, uh, and in that time, the stewardship of the club under Nesvi uh, has been genuinely great. I mean, it's it, it it's all very well now to kind of look at them and go, well, what have they done? It, you know, from, from a sort of abstract point of view, but um, having actually sort of followed them quite closely, the the way they've treated things like the the, uh, the ballpark as we like to call it uh, Fenway which is the oldest smallest it's the sort of crappiest ground in, in all of Major League Baseball but it's also the most loved and they renovated it they managed to fit in about something like seven or 8,000 extra seats over the time there they're just about to finish uh, this year is the 10th year of their their rejig and they're just about to finish it and, and I've been reading up on the website about all the, all the new stuff they're going to do and it's really great it's sort of I don't really know a lot about baseball you might be able to help yeah. me but the sort of the it's money like rounders. Yeah, a little bit the money involved in baseball how sort of similar is it to the money involved in football when you buy players for, from team to team is that you're talking tens of millions of pounds you're talking well the way pounds? the way it works is it's quite complicated it's very, got a very different system what you essentially do is buy another player's contract is what happens or, or until or players file for free agency and then go to whoever's got the most money so um uh, the Yankees got the biggest payroll. George Steinbrenner, who owns the Yankees, is like crazy, crazy he was great rich. Seinfeld, wasn't he was, he? Oh my yeah. god, so good, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, all that Seinfeld money famously yeah, yeah. Um, gave him control of the Yankees. Yeah. And uh, see, the Yankees got the big, biggest uh, payroll. The Red Sox got the second biggest. Um, but I mean, they're you know that's fifty million dollars a season less than the Yankees, which is quite punchy. But yeah, I think the Red Sox wage bill is about 106 million dollars a season, which is this is fantastic knowledge we're getting today. This is um, which is but effective. But they've got a couple of players like well, actually his his his, uh, his contracts recently run out. But David Ortiz, famous when when the Red Sox in 2000 well 2004 2003 2004 they broke the bank to sign David Ortiz and, and Manny Ramirez. And that was the kind of big moment where Nesvi put their money where their mouth was and went after the two biggest power hitters in the league. You're listening to the Boston, the Red, Boston Red Sox podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in fact, they've got a history, long story short, they've got a history of going after really top quality players who are going to cost an arm and a leg and finding ways to offset that money elsewhere. Is that by turn profit. raising ticket prices and things like that? Do well, fans need I to think the, fir- the first Red Sox game I went to see, um, I went to see Red Sox versus uh, the Blue Jays in 2006 and my ticket was £14, £7. And uh, it, for a standing, that was a standing ticket. 
Um, but it's a long time to stand. Long, yeah, yeah, they're standing. Well, they're called standing tickets, but they, there's an area of some seats you can go and sit down, and it's a bit of a first come, first served kind of thing. But um, for the most expensive ticket you can you can get the Red Sox is probably about two hundred and fifty dollars, which is expensive. But I mean, at the same time, there are tickets. The widespread of prices, in a way, you you never get in a Premiership ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, the tickets in the bleachers are twenty twenty dollars, fourteen to. 25 bucks. They also tried to buy in Marseille a couple of years ago. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they've obviously wanted to get into football. So, uh, well, let's hope it's got to be better than Hicks and Jim. Well, yeah, I think it's interesting what they're saying about the stadium as well because I think the stadium is the most key thing to Liverpool's future. And if they decide to stay at Anfield, I don't think anyone will be particularly upset Mm. um, as long as we can get sort of pushing up to 60,000. That'd be Agreed. great. So, uh, so let's move on from the court case. Next up was Everson away, and this uh, has been covered a lot elsewhere. But what do we make of uh, Roy Hodgson's comedy turn when he said that any neutral watching would have to admit Liverpool played well and didn't deserve to lose? It's when I lost it with him. Completely lost it with him. I yeah. mean, I know you've got to try and support your team and blah, 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 but that was just ridiculous and just made Liverpool look even more stupid than the performance actually showed them. It was just a crazy comment to make. They were awful from minute one and yeah. they didn't deserve anything out of the game. It's a kind of a, it's one of those difficult things, isn't it? Where I've always been a real right down to the wire. I support the manager until yeah. until such a time as they they either pull a gun on one of the players. Oh, I'd love to see. I, it. Well, wouldn't it be great? I always thought Rafa had that glint in his eye at some moment. <laughs> He'd just turn over the table at a press conference. Yeah. I've got this gun. Um, it's a possibility that I'll use it. Who just said that? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it just there sort of comes a point where. I thought was it the turning point for me with, with with the Liverpool manager is when I start finding myself sort of fast forwarding through large sections of the match of the day highlights to that point where it's like we win a corner and I'm like oh watch that that'd be good. Mm. Um, well, I, I mean, I just found I mean for me the I mean look I'm not going to go over what I've said in previous shows but nothing has changed since then and. Uh, I think that the saddest admission I'm sure people will criticise me a lot for saying this but that, that moment when you start to think I almost wouldn't mind if Blackburn scored again now because you, you guess what I just want him out now just yeah. want him out and it's just that that, that stunning victory that we're going to come on to uh, against the 17th place team in the league has just bought him another few weeks well I think the thing about Liverpool is that always it's more than any other club I think the fans decide when the Liverpool manager goes it's not been the board make yeah. rash decisions and whatever and the, the fans uh, are very very loyal to Liverpool yeah, managers not in Benitez's case because I don't think uh, I think, I think, I think the majority of the fans probably wanted Benitez to go I think me and you were in that little yeah, minority yeah. I think the majority of fans wanted Benitez to go the tide had t- started mm. to turn against him mm. and uh, but it's so quickly that this is happening to Roy Hodgson where so many fans are saying it's just not good enough we want him to the go the away performances I mean one of the, the things that uh, he, he's of course been there was this just feelings that he was just did such a great job at Fulham they got to the UEFA Cup final yep great um, but uh, in two years as Fulham manager this has been kind of swept under the carpet 38 away games in two years you know how many they won? two probably they, bought, they won four two a year that's you crazy know, the team that had pretty there. bad away form already <laughs> to get someone like him in yeah, yeah didn't really the only thing I liked from the Everton game was there was a wonderful self-deprecating uh, chant that the Everton supporters were singing going down going down <laughs> and the Liverpool end replied instantly so are we <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well that's always sort of been it's the preserve derby, of, of sort of plucky 
plucky crap teams and we've always thought oh good on them eh? in a very patronising exactly. way at least we'll yeah. never have to hear that exactly. uh, but those days yeah, have no, you're arrived right. you're right and then we had Napoli away um, which apart from the uh, typical disgrace of uh, Italian stabbing innocent supporters yeah I said it yeah yeah uh, complain about that uh, racism uh, was there much to talk about on the pitch John Joe Shelby was okay I thought and uh, Jay Spearing again did okay is Spearing ever going to make it is he really no I don't think, I think he I probably won't it. he probably I think won't he's past it already, sort of already yeah he's, he's past that, that age that where you can possibly but that, get into the that's team that's something yeah. that I think for a, lot, for a while now we've sort of you know the time was when I was a lad I'm quite young everybody uh, when I was a lad you know you always had players like Gerard coming up through the ranks and, and there was always at least one player in the team that was a kid effectively no you're right you're right mm. and it was always like a very and inevitably that was that was how you could see that the, sort of the traditions of Liverpool the passing cycles, through yeah. And, yeah exactly and, and then he go on to pass on to you're the right because the young players to come through I've always said they've got to be kind of phenomenons they've got to be yeah. 17, 18 once you've hit 22, 23 if you weren't in the first yeah. team already you're unlikely to absolutely yeah, yeah. And I think, I think to a certain extent, you've got to create those phenomenons by giving them games when they are 17, 18, even if they are, you know, there's always this thing of now, oh, it's such a physical game, it's this, the 4 5 1 environment that we live in now. You can't sort of have a player like, you know, someone, I, oh, I, I can't, I really, really, I want Suso, I want him to start. There, I said it. Mm. I'm genuinely excited about, about the prospect of players like that. Sort of. At the very least, coming in, especially at the moment where, frankly, they can't do an awful lot worse than. I do like Shelby. Uh, I think yeah. he's a good player. Aldridge yeah. was talking about Shelby um, yeah, stepping up that. to the first team, and and uh, I mean, you know, in a side that's got Maxi Rodriguez oh, starting actually, I regularly, I don't I, hate Maxi Rodriguez no, I don't as many people problem. do. Actually, I don't think he's necessarily been playing that well this season, yeah. but I do think he's a good player. Do you think there. it's it's something to do with like for me the reason why I've, I sort of uh, f- for some reason inexplicably fancy Maxi Rodriguez as a yeah. player is because a hey, steady on. Is because uh, I was at Anfield for the for the uh, that Atletico game where he scored the equaliser. Yeah, I was like, that game. handy, handy, yeah. very handy. He scored a goal, yeah. must be handy. So ever since the then, goal, been, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, good finish yeah. as well. Okay, which brings us to the triumph of the two-one win over seventeenth-place Blackburn. The club have already released the match on DVD, the miracle of Anfield, Roy's finest match. But um, was this a uh, Corner turned or cracks, wallpaper, bish bash bosh wallop. I think Blackburn were under strength massively, but yeah. you you know as much as I don't like Roy Hodgson, um, I th- Liverpool did play well. Yeah, they they did the simple things which always over the last few years that I think have always got results. They played at a high tempo and pressed yeah, push forward and push forward mm. from the start That's and thought. pressed from the front. You know, I mean everyone was they didn't let the other team have any time to settle the ball and they went at it at a high pace. And when they play like that, especially at Anfield with the crowd getting behind them, it's very difficult for the other yeah. team. That's what we were talking. That's what, that's what I was saying in the last podcast. That it's it's not just it's not there is it's not just a question of saying oh these are the players you inherited. You can actually there is such a thing as tactics. Absolutely. And if yeah. you play so far back that Torres is never going to get anyone helping him, and he's not going to get the ball's not going to come to him quickly, which is what he actually needs. Whereas actually, um, I mean, you can see the way Inter Milan played against Tottenham. That's the way they play. They play high up the pitch, yeah. and 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 that's why Eto, Eto has actually said he loves that. Yes, so it was, uh, and so um, so hopefully that might be the sign of things comes. No, they played some good football. Yeah, before they did play some good football. Blackburn were poor, but they played good football. So credit to them. And when the own goal goes in, you think, oh god, here we go again. But credit to them, they just went straight out the other end and got another goal. Have you noticed Roy uh, though? He he does. He's got into a thing now where he keeps telling the press how good he is. He keeps saying my record was brilliant, and his latest one was. My record at Blackburn has been underrated. I did really well there. Did you Where hear did that? 
the first season where did he finish in he the said oh we, we, we got into Europe or we got close to Europe in the first season and it was then only a poor start and there were reasons because of it and then I got you know people yeah. have forgotten it the last me think the lady doth protest too much <laughs> <laughs> I don't think what he's never won a trophy outside Scandinavia has he yeah, but what a trophy! Yeah. What, yeah, <laughs> what a have you seen it? I mean, that 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 so elk shooting, uh, yeah. <laughs> loads of extra handles, aren't there? Yeah, I also. Do you know what I don't like? The jacket he wears with the club crest and the and the you know and the jacket. Probably wears like the, he's not just a club jacket, but he's got this crest on. Doesn't it. And quite he wears, fit. No, and he wears the club tie. He looks like he's at a posh boarding school. <laughs> yeah. He kind of looks like he's. That's why he's so bad. He's I always worrying about his fagging duties. He looks like he's on a scholarship at a yeah. posh boarding school. You're right. Shouldn't right. really be there. And, yeah. that, and after years of Rafa you know Rafa never celebrated the goal just got on with yeah. it it just looks really awkward when the manager celebrates now because he well, you've either got to go whole hog to try and get up yeah you've either got to go whole hog or do nothing you've either got to Mourinho it down the touchline or else just, just mark you've got to turn to, to Allardyce and do the cross arms and go <laughs> finished finished <laughs> game over and, and even in victory though we and they did play well I mean yeah, you're right they did, right, they well. did yeah. particularly yeah. in the first half and it was there you know John Robinson pulled off some great saves Absolutely, but yeah. even even then did you not think Kronczewski was still awful or was it just me? Konchesky's a bad signing. Simple as that. He's a yeah. bad signing. Should never but be signed. Yeah, I mean, going back, going back to the and whole. Fulham, sorry. Yeah, sorry. But I mean, so we were talking about the, the problem of bringing through youth. I mean, it, it's what. Uh, I mean, I don't know what happened exactly with, uh, you know, our dear friend. Um, oh, come on, brain. Insure. Insure, of course. Uh, I mean, Insure. Yeah, Insure. Uh, not. I mean, nothing to write home about. But yeah, no, but I agree. At the same he's a very young player and, then, and had played well before. To write home about in the way that Paul Konchesky is. No, he, no, I, 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 agree. I think in so. I was very disappointed he went out. I mean, yeah, so I mean, I played he, too many games last year. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the thing. He played too many games, got exposed, and teams were, I think, sort of pick pointing him as a yeah. weakness in the team. But because Aurelio was always bloody injured, we yeah. didn't have any cover for him. He mm. just played but too many games. He's such a young player, he, he, yeah. he could improve. And, yeah. um, he's but still very young. He's like another player who's been mismanaged to a certain extent by the kind of. You know, how are we going to bring him through how are we going to give him the games that he needs and give him the kind of well the support he needs so um, let's move on from, from from our news round time for a new section of the show which that I that was only section one that was only really? section one I know we're still, non- we're, still we're on to round two this is called the big debate uh, doing what it says on the tin this section of the show is a chance to fresh out a big discussion point which this week is who is to blame for the mess that we are let's face it we're still in and we're still in yeah. uh, the relegation so we've got Allardyce Rednap H and Rednap J Tony Gale and Steve Claridge all blaming Rafa we've got Rafa defending himself saying if you see a bottle with something in it that looks like milk it must be milk which incidentally is why he got sacked from his old job at a Spanish sperm bank and uh, <laughs> uh, then we have those Americans who scuttled Very back good. to Texas <laughs> what do we think Stephen who's to blame oh, it's a combination of things isn't there um, yeah it's a cop out answer but I think all th- no Rafa, pun intended yeah, <laughs> Rafa has to take some blame the Americans have to take some blame and Roy Hodgson has to take some blame as well I think uh, very briefly Rafa made some bad signings every manager makes bad signings and I will always defend Rafa because I thought he was brilliant Liverpool manager Um, but he was some of his stubbornness led to things which he thought was going to go his way but didn't like the Xabi Alonso mess Mm. Definitely. But hang on, hang on. I mean, we're not talking about here Hodgson, um, sorry, Benitez last year and why we came seventh. I mean, I'm, why are we now in the position where we're in 18th? Do you really think, can you really blame Rafa's signings for that even? I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of players in the team that are not good enough 
Um, but I do also think that Rafa was buying players but who, 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 who didn't who want do you to think? buy who do you like, think? Like, even Maxi, if you like Maxi Rodriguez I don't yeah. think Rafa wanted to buy a player like Maxi Rodriguez but he had no money mm. so we had to go and mm. buy him out no, but you know, he said he was alright no, but I don't think he's all right. But I don't think he's necessarily. Right, he's not, not going to win us the league. All right, he's not going to win your league. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's quite, no, I know, no, but I'm not talking about why we're not going to win the league. I'm yeah. talking about why, we, why in we the position we are. I mean, 18. Well, it's a combination of factors, isn't it? I mean, I think you know we talk about that that disgusting, dare I say, uh, interview with um, uh, with Tom Hicks on mm-hmm. Sky Sports, where you know he makes clear what he says. He gives his excuse for why. Why everything went turned south in Liverpool, which, to be fair, is an excuse which is mm, possibly got some validity. Which is that you know they had the money in place to build the stadium, they had the money in place to do everything they wanted to do. Then Lehman Brothers blows up, and suddenly there's no money. And you can always say if that doesn't happen, well then suddenly you've got a large amount of money made available for all the things that we are lacking that are putting us in the position that we're in. Um, that said, I mean, Rafa's spending policy... The player that I'm obsessed with for Rafa Benitez is, is, is Lucas, because when we signed him, I was so excited because I kind of went on and looked at the... Yeah, he did the did the old YouTube trick of going and like, watching a, a lot of his stuff, and um, he looked brilliant. He's an attacking midfielder in, in the caca mould, theoretically. Suddenly, he's forced to play defensive midfield for two seasons he played out of position he's played mm-hmm. in such a way that it's almost mm. perfectly designed but to destroy not, his but confidence but I thought last year he was one of our most he improved was one players of our most so, no but, no, but I, I, see, I don't have a problem with him I'm not, I'm not a Lucas Paulson. basher Absolutely, oh, yeah. I'm better than Paulson and <laughs> yeah. I am dog shit gang let me tell you um, the I know I don't have a problem with, I don't think Lucas is a bad player but I think he's a player who has had everything that, mm-hmm. that you would want mm-hmm. from a player like that trained out of him mm-hmm. yeah I think oh, I think when Alonso left it was too much left on Lucas to build to fill that void mm. and Rafa sort of told us all you know we've got Lucas don't worry yeah. he can play in there bought Aquilani who was injured you know um, never when he wasn't injured he didn't really rate him because he didn't really play him yeah. so you know that all led to a big mess but you know Rafa will tell you well to be fair I would have sold Alonso a year before and had Gareth Barry and Liverpool would probably be a yeah. would have had a better season last year if Gareth Barry was playing in our team yeah, I, don't, I don't doubt that you know but you know I think stuff like that is why Rafa has to take some blame but also when we won the league when we sorry, when we won the league jeez <laughs> no. when we Ooh, finished that was second, great last year that was good, wasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> when we won that when yeah. we finished second we should have been able to just go out and say look we've got a good basis for a side here let's go and spend some money buy two world class players yeah. that will really improve this squad and um, let's really challenge for it but we didn't instead we ended up making a lot more money in that transfer window yeah. and our squad was significantly worse yeah. and that has to be blamed on the Americans and that is probably yeah. why we're in the mess that we have now because when yeah, we did but, do well we didn't kick on but it's still if a team that comes seventh and that was a very dis- that was a very disappointing seventh and, and a seventh where you think that they underperformed would you not think that a man, any other manager coming in, a decent manager, would be able to at least maintain seventh oh, or improve? Absolutely, don't doubt. Yeah, that. I mean, absolutely don't the, doubt. From what I understand, Hodgson has a system, which is that he has a system like which everyone has to play. Here's how it goes: you're there, you're there. When you get the ball here, you move here. And that's all they do is kind of situational awareness training. So, uh, supposedly, the idea is that this system will eventually kick in, where everyone knows what the hell they're doing, and Bob's your uncle. We start winning games, but. There also comes a point where you're like, well, you know, I, I, I can't, I don't know how many points we're on at the moment. It's about, does anyone know? It's sort of, um, it'd be nine, six, nine. Yeah, have we got even nine? nine. Have we had three draws? Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. the, um, I mean, I just feels that Hodgson has actually 
he's made so many PR gaffes we were talking about this in the, in yeah. the last show I mean the, the other one he, he made since then was that he was trying to basically sell Torres to Man United yeah. himself he just, start, he just started saying yeah I expect Man United will try and buy Torres you think yeah. he'd be playing that down <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly this is the last thing you want anyone to be uh, make Man United aware of I thought it oh, couldn't yeah. get any worse than saying Rafael van der Vaart was not the type of profile of player that we wanted yeah. He's been oh yeah I know just like, I think he was referring to, know, to his Facebook profile <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that's Master not the kind of have you, seen, yeah, have you seen it it's just <laughs> it's girls with big really boobs yeah he never <laughs> he never starts playing Farmville not <laughs> yeah, interested no, exactly. bad profile exactly terrible. Yeah. maybe he's listed as single or something he is and he is not single that's that's the calibre of wag we want in Liverpool as well absolutely and uh, and also the loss been made recently. It, actually, only in the last few days, um, this kind of it happened. Obviously under the radar, but it's just come out. Is this Mike Kelly character? You know, this uh, he's got this assistant, sixty eight. They keep saying it. all the reports always say sixty eight in some kind of um, ageist type way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. but they say sixty eight. He was a former Wimbledon goalkeeper, but not when Wimbledon win the old first division. I think when they were like an amateur side. Right. And think he might played for Norwich as well and he's now the taking coaching and he's also apparently taking some because he was an ex-goalkeeper taking some of uh, Rayner's um, drills and that's why Rayner's now wants to go to United or Arsenal or something oh so um, have you heard about this Mike Kelly I haven't heard about Mike's work no, no. But I'm looking forward to going on to the yeah, internet so there you go. and so find it's out strange, about it's very strange it's yeah. a strange thing so he's, he's meant to have uh, brought the mood down by, by bringing this, this bloke in yeah, but you feel like I mean that's that's sort of what Roy's brought is just a lot of buzz killing. He's mm. just he's not not a barrel of love. Which is weird though because he couldn't have had a better. His summer was brilliant. To be fair, yeah. he signed Joe Cole, which nobody expected. Um, Torres staying, Gerard staying. Everything yeah. was sort of looking all right in August before we'd actually played any football. You said we'd come second, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, third. I said third. You know, before we kicked a ball, and then ever since then it's been a disaster. Okay, well. Uh, I don't know if we've got an answer, but uh, whose fault is it? A collection of faults. It's a collection of like all things. It's yeah. It's just a collection of some. I've got the casting vote. I'm going for Hodgson. Okay, <laughs> so uh, now we move on to uh, another new section of the show, which I am calling "Quick Hits" in honour of, or which probably should be blatantly stolen from the excellent Times Game podcast with Gabriel Marcotti. I'm going to give each of you a footballing talking point, and I just want to get a, a succinct one-line answer from a Liverpool perspective, and then we'll uh, move on. Humphrey, your one. Former Red Danny Murphy has been annoying Sam Allardyce. Always a good thing and also Mick McCarthy by suggesting that they get players to play too rough and injure opposing players is he right or is he wrong um, I am going to come out in support of Danny Murphy I think I mean I, there comes a point where at the very least they're not going yeah not that off uh, so yeah I think he's I think he's got a point there I said it that's mm. quick hit that's quick that is very quick <laughs> yeah. Yeah. any thought on that Steve um, yeah Danny Murphy's probably right yeah. Uh, okay, Stephen. Wayne Rooney. Was it all about money, or should we sympathise? Would we sympathise if Torres said similar things about our lack of ambition? Um, I totally. I never ever do this, but I sympathise with Man United supporters here because I feel this is exactly what happened to us when Gerard said he was leaving, um, and the same feelings and emotions when he said he was leaving. He put in the transfer yeah. request, put out the statement, and then the next day, oh, I'm staying. I could. But I think it's crazy to see to think that Man United aren't going to compete over the next few years. I think they absolutely will. Yeah. But um, I can sympathise with United supporters. I think Rooney was wrong, and I think it's probably better for fo- it's good for football that he's staying. 
You, you don't think those men in balaclavas outside his house holding the banner Might go to city and you're dead had any uh, any you influence know, on his mind? I'd have went if, if that actually really annoyed me I'd actually yeah. I'm going to city because you're not going to kill me are you? Because they're not they've all got to go to work in the morning yeah. <laughs> I love that because that's why no one's ever been killed in this country because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everyone always that's why it's always happens. thank god well <laughs> as, as, as unemployment rises yeah. look <laughs> to see happens. more deaths exactly because they always just go ah oh, I could kill him I could but I've got to go to work in the morning <laughs> and I haven't, what yeah, if your work is killing people impressed my suit yet hadn't thought of that yeah, well, yeah but you, that, yeah. then there's busman's holiday you don't want to be killing people in <laughs> yeah. well, well, your time off yeah yeah Someone said. Uh, someone, I heard someone somewhere. Someone else said. Uh, you know. Did, did, do you think those uh, men in balaclavas outside his window? And they said, they, if you'd seen his house, they are so far down. His drive is like virtually another postcode. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's probably not he's aware. Who's got the no. time to do stupidness like that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you say that now, but <laughs> yeah. uh, when Torres says I'm going to United, when, when Paulson says he's <laughs> off, yeah. Yeah. around his house, exactly. first flight to um, Denmark. Christian Paulson, Christian Perslow, so kind of because uh, Perslow's gone now. So is he gone? I thought he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, they've never been seen in the same room. No, well there you go. So Perslow's not gone, is he? Yeah, no. He yeah, he's had his design. Because this was a. Uh, we'll come on to this. We'll okay. come back to that. So the rumor mill. Let's. Uh, thanks for that. Um, I, I enjoyed both of those. Good. Well, well worth uh, hearing our opinion on that. Um, now the, the, the rumor mill. There seems to be a lot of rumors flying around all the time. Um, even though the transfer window doesn't open for over another two months but first of all the manager lots of rumours that Hodgson's time is numbered yes uh, especially <laughs> after Perslow left because Perslow was one of the I mean basically the boards that appointed him I think only one person's left now so yeah. oh well and, and, and possibly Ian brought, and, and, Ian and, and possibly Broughton as, as, as well but only in temporary yeah. so, um, so first up recently sacked uh, Galatasaray boss Frank Reichard what do we think would we like Reichard good record Apart from, apart, from yeah, yeah, apart from being sacked <laughs> and, and flubbing on uh, Voller all for it really all for no. it shows you cares no. big heart no big heart. massive flubbing heart flubbing on oh, Reichard are we talking about <laughs> I disagree I uh, well no, no uh, the, uh, the positive about someone like Frank Reichard is that I think the problem with Roy Hodgson is he, he's managed it into Milan fair enough but you never get the impression that sort of big name international players have heard of him yeah. no, you right, can totally imagine him phoning yeah. up yeah. someone like Shakiri or whatever that lad's mm. called the the Swiss, mm. Swiss player I mean, yeah. like, do you want to come to Liverpool and he's like well I've heard of Liverpool but what what's your role there exactly <laughs> yeah. do you can, can you pass well, no, me yeah. on to yeah. the manager yeah. 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 he's big in Switzerland oh so, uh, yeah, well, yeah, so, yeah 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 that's <laughs> like you've uh, yeah no no that's you've chosen the, chosen one, the one country the one, where the one player where he yeah you'll see statues of Hodgson there in Bern yeah yeah well, but that's, I think that's the positive of getting a player like, uh, a manager like Reichard. I, t- I agree with that. It raises but the profile. But he hasn't, he hasn't particularly done well since leaving Barcelona. Where, so where's he been since? He's been Galatasaray. And he did another job as well. Did he do Holland or, I can't remember, he did another job. No, he he didn't been do, or an international job. He didn't do particularly well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not particularly, I think the profile of the club immediately mm. gets more exciting with a yeah, man yeah, like yeah, Frank yeah. Reichard. And he also, he always works with Johan Nieskens as well, one of the great... Uh, yeah. Dutch players in the seventies. Well, it's, they were saying I was looking something on Twitter saying a bit like um, Rafa without Paco, he's not really been yeah, as good same, without yeah. Henk Tenkata. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, it'd probably be better. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one was a uh, Chilean former Real Madrid man Manuel Pellegrini. I, just, I'm not sure. Yeah, not, kind not of unknown quantity, isn't he? Because yeah. he's one of those like unfortunate Real managers who just got about three weeks in the job and then got bulleted. Sounds ridiculous, but I don't think I don't know if he speaks. English 
mm-hmm. very well. And I don't. The yeah. last thing that Liverpool need now is a manager who hasn't got yeah needs to the work out what's going on in the staff language. Yeah. Yet. yeah, yeah. No, good point. Not necessarily. Um, I want an English manager, but I think we need someone. That but can also, speak I think I think English. whether whether I don't know whether this, whether or not it's correct, but I have a theory which is you know a kind of Northern European manager has a closer mm. approximation yeah, of the yeah, English yeah. style of football than than a South American one, for example. It'd be good to hear those Dutch that Dutch accent in uh, interviews. So it's either yeah. Rijkaard or uh, Steve McLaren. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> and a lot of players linked with moves away: Torres to United, City, Chelsea, Reina to Arsenal, United, and then Glenn Johnson to Juventus. Is that? I don't think we're going to lose any of our big players before the summer no, no, no it's not, not in January it's no. I don't think we will yep and uh, uh, quite a few players linked to, to, to the club um, some of which uh, we've all heard of some of which Lorente yeah kind of a new crouch isn't he he's quite uh, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm, see, I'm quite a big fan of his really mostly because I used to sign him on championship manager a lot and he just would love to bang him in so that's my <laughs> my principal scouting report uh, yeah I, th- I think I don't know we need another striker another anyone. striker anyone, <laughs> anyone yeah. seriously but not, anyone but not Carl no not Carl no. um, Ashley Young Sean Wright Phillips no 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 Ashley Young I'd take yes Sean Wright Phillips take no. Ashley Young He's a right Phillips, isn't he? Sorry. <laughs> good, um, stuff. good stuff. And uh, Nuri Sahin? No, yeah, Nuri Sahin. Yeah, defensive you know midfielder. Yeah, oh, he's a defensive midfielder. Yeah, he's oh, we got Paulson. What do we need him for? Yeah, what do, we, yeah, what do we need him for? Perhaps to shoot Paulson. Who's doing the scouting at Liverpool? That's why I've been wondering because you always get the same names linked. Bef- there were the same names we were linked with before Hodgson. And then even if he got sacked, we'd probably be linked with the same names. Okay. Kind of, it's We've something got a consistent. scouting team. That, that, well, there's a few few guys in the scouting team. That, again, this is uh, this is lifted largely from Football Manager 2011. So right. I assume that the personnel they've got in there right. are, are so correct. I guess it was the women in the subject. ticket office or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, Paul, I think Paul Chom- Johnson is our head, head scout, I think. Um, and then we've got a few people floating around. I thought it was George, the announcer or something. Just I've totally just started to follow on Twitter. You can yeah. follow oh, George really? on Twitter. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Check <laughs> okay, so uh, thanks very much for uh, those of you. The, the Voice of Anfield. The thousands <laughs> of you. The Voice of Anfield. Is that yeah. his Twitter that name? That is his Twitter, yeah. yeah. The thousands of you who've uh, emailed and tweeted over the uh, last uh, few weeks. You can email us your views at uh, Life and Death at playbackmedia.co.uk you can join the Facebook group uh, at uh, liverpoolpodcast.com and uh, you can also uh, tweet us via twitter.com slash LFC life and death now a few uh, a few that I've got here have you got any? no no you've just been handed the same thing yeah uh, let me give um, let's let's find you can read that one what have I got here I've got one here from Mark oh what a great opening line I'm with the oracle <laughs> well there you go. No, not 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 in the biblical sense, obviously. Uh, I'm with the Oracle, listening to Hodgson's post-match drivel after the derby match. Put the tin hat on it. You don't get that phrase enough, do you? No. It put the tin hat on it. He's got to go. Loved the legal dramas of the sale last week, only to be brought back down to earth by this appalling midfield on Sunday. Not only the midfield. What about the rest of the team? Oh, yeah. um, that put the tin hat on it for me. Don't give him the new money to waste on more of the same. Regards, Mark. And you know what? That was sent from his iPhone. Wowza. And I'm always impressed affluent. by that, because that's quite a lot of... Well, affluent. Affluent Liverpool Affluent. Fans. But also... Good to hear. Also, he's... Uh, you know, it's quite a long time to send... You know, yeah. it's not just like, fine, or yeah. okay. That's quite a long email to send on an iPhone. tap that out on... Yeah. And Brian's also so sent a message much. from his iPhone. It says, uh, was the show postponed until Liverpool win because too many articles articles of clothing have been taken off? You're worse than Hodgson. Not afraid to take... Afraid to take something off, which is very true. Good uh, gag. Good gag. 
yeah. and on that note <laughs> yeah uh, more of the same please <laughs> uh, and that as I say that explains uh, Ian's absence um, uh, so uh, what, what's coming up let's um, we've got because um, very sad news did you see this today Paul the Octopus passed away in Germany did you see this yeah he died this morning They well apparently they uh, he died overnight they, the uh, owner went in Oberhausen went to uh, his tank and uh, discovered in the morning that he was gone and and although gone. Uh, no he, no no he was dead he was right, dead but I'm sure. saying, although he was in germany he was he was born and bred in weymouth so he is one of us, he's, um, one of us. he's like lewis holtby exactly exactly so uh, your chance to uh, follow uh, his suit and be the prophet du jour what what uh, we got bolton away what's going to happen draw that's good for auction. Yeah. You know. Score yeah, take that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, I think we might lose again. Yeah, I'm going to go for a, li- a, a loser. I just want him to lose. I, no, it's <laughs> not just that. It's not just that. I just think away game, Bolton, they're a good side, Bolton. Yeah. You know, and, uh, it's one thing doing it at Hanfield. Yeah. Can they um, follow, uh, follow up? Look, if they can ke- keep playing the way they did in the first half, particularly, I'm going to be delighted. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for a 2 1 defeat there. Uh, and then we've got Napoli at home. That's uh, do we care about nope. that one? No, no, we don't. So let's not even bother. I, I, I care. You do win. care. You yeah. can go for a win. Oh, because I care because the Europa game seems to be the games in which we're allowed to have young. I'm all about the youth. Yeah. About some of the younger players get to play. Yeah. And then and then Chelsea at home. Do we have any chance at all? Defeat. I, I think we could snatch a draw. I think this is a sort of game they might be able to put themselves up for. Mm-hmm. I think a lot depends with that game ha- what's happened against Bolton and, and yeah. even Napoli because if they lost to Bolton and then had a poor performance against Napoli even with um, yeah. lesser players it's about the momentum but I think if they've Chelsea too strong but I would, I would yeah. you would think so Chelsea would yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, yeah wishful thinking Okay, so uh, I think that's just about it. Thanks uh, very much to my guests, Humphrey Kerr and Stephen Yemo. You've been listening to Not Just a Matter of Life and Death. Uh, As I say, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, email, all that good stuff. I'm Ashley Blaker. Well done, Ashley. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at liverpoolpodcast.com. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please call our marketing partners Sports Revolution on 0207 580 2850 or drop them a line at info at sportsrevolution.co.uk.